0: We're talking about large language models. They have some challenges in their implementation. They show a lot of promise. But one of the things you always have to ask yourself when you interact with any of those bodies of data is how do you know what you know? And so are you telling me or am I understanding correctly that the large language models are just that but more because they're so easy to interact with because of the natural language front end? Effect. Well, they, they
1: are very easy to uh, interact with. Anyone that's used ChatGPT or some of the other LLMs out there uh, know that they're, they're rather magical in what they can do. Um, very low bar, uh, barrier to entry. Uh, you just go in, type in a prompt. But th- th- with these limitations uh, out there that we, that we just went through, um, there are some folks that are trying to look beyond that. Now, LLMs have got this redheaded cousin, Uh, called knowledge graphs now these are a little different animal out there these are actual nodes and edges if you're into graph theory that connect facts and figures and and relationships think about it as it's a whole bunch of nouns with a whole bunch of verbs that connect in between them hockey sport the connection greatest it's super easy to add nodes and edges into the graph so real-time learning not that big of a deal for a knowledge graph Remember we said that was one of the limitations with an LL? Well, the net net of this is knowledge graphs can put together some rather complex tasks like semantic searches or natural language processing to where we give it um, s- some linguistic uh, prompt and it can actually start doing analysis on that. And we can manipulate that in a number of different ways. And as I mentioned earlier, new facts, they're integrated as they're encountered. So that's knowledge graphs, maybe not as popular as LLMs are right now. And knowledge graphs love living on an island by themselves. It's kind of, kind of difficult to get them to interoperate with with other things except other knowledge graphs of their pedigree let's say
0: so mark um But so the knowledge graphs, uh, you described some real benefit from them, even though they've got some challenge like everything else. The the enabling technology for that was a much larger memory space in a GPU so that we could do some of the operations in a GPU so that it was fast enough to not have to go out. The uh, knowledge graphs, if I read you correctly, uh, have less scale, but uh, maybe more, uh, what's the word, Uh, more acuity? or uh, agility. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're easier to adapt. And so could you they this seems to me like um where we started a wonderful combination are they able to be connected together can they start to um can we start to achieve benefits from the merits of each approach
1: well right now the way they're operating together at- I I think years from now we're going to say that oh my gosh how clunky this was but right now LLMs and knowledge graphs are, they kind of live in their own domain and then uh, independently and then they exchange information back and forth where the knowledge graph is is uh, is providing that real time learning that the LLMs can consult uh, and, and that continuous fine tuning. That's a feature LLMs don't have that they can get from. And then the knowledge graphs can kind of gain some of that rich nuance. You know, if you've ever said, uh, give me a non-compete clause for the state of Colorado into ChatGPT, and then you say, can you write that as a Shakespearean sonnet? That nuance um, is is what's kind of uh, missing in the knowledge graph. And so they're both independently kind of living in their own worlds and exchanging information. That's kind of where things are today. Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова